You're listening to CSB Broadcast, your local connection to what's happening in your community and at Community State Bank. Good morning and welcome to CSB Broadcast. I'm Dave Moyer, happy to be here today uh, with our good friend Rodney Overson. Rodney's a great friend of Community State Bank, great friend of the Union Grove community, uh, been here the better part of his life. Rodney is a World War II veteran and in honor of uh, Veterans Day, we're, we're real pleased to be chatting uh, with Rodney. Rodney, welcome. Happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Uh, you and I have known each other a long time. I've been on a long time member of the Union Grove area as well, not quite as long as you, um, but um, I know you're a storyteller, and uh, I'm just going to kind of kick back and, and listen to your story about your service uh, during World War II, understanding that uh, you were in the Merchant Marines, and um, Tell us a little bit about about your story and about your tour of duty. Well, you left out one thing. Uh, you've talked about the good old days. I used to play ball in graded school against your father. <laughs> he's told he's told me that story. Uh, well, getting back to the story at hand, I was telling uh, Dave earlier that uh, I enlisted in the what was then called the United States Maritime Service. Okay. which not too many people had heard of. And that evolved into becoming the United States Merchant Marine. But I, uh, I enlisted in uh, September when I was 17 and a little bit, a few months, and I ended up in uh, Sheepshead Bay, New York for basic training. And then uh, I was shipped down to Baltimore to, to grab a, a ship for uh, Europe and uh, I left there, I left Baltimore sometime in, uh, right around Thanksgiving, and I got in Sicily just in time for Christmas Day. Christmas at, Day in Sicily, in that si- had to be a little different. Palermo, Sicily. And it was a very, very dismal place to be. They had been at, Sicily had been at war, I think, for four, five, six years already. And uh, uh, the, the harbor that we pulled into, there were ships that were sunk by both sides. Like, apparently, the the uh, Sicily had changed hands during the war, went from the uh, Allies to the other side, and they they, each, they scuttled their own ships in the harbor to keep other ships from coming in, and it it almost looked like a uh, if you can recall what what up north looks like when they've had a fire, you see all those little trees sticking sure. up. That's where all the masts were of these ships in the harbor. And you're and you're 17 year old kid, and 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 you get dumped in Sicily and uh, say go to work, basically. It was uh, I, the first time I was away from home. I was homesick. Sure. And uh, being a 17 and a half year old boy, I was probably lovesick too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Uh, you had your love back home yet already? <laughs> I don't. I can't remember that far back. That might be a dangerous area. Yeah, right. We don't probably want to go there. So anyway, then I, uh, from there we went up to Livorno, Italy. And I understand that Livorno is Italian for leghorn. So we we took supplies up there and unloaded supplies. And everything was unloaded off the ships pretty much with steam winches. Every, oh, sure. every every hold in the ship, we had five holes or hatches, if you will, and the cargo came out of there in cargo nets, 
that were uh, pulled up by steam winches on uh, using cables. Very slow process. I think it took us close to two weeks to discharge our cargo wall. And then back home we came. Sometimes we came back uh, to the United States empty. Sometimes we brought back uh, dismantled machinery, uh, tanks, uh, guns. And, oh, by the way, on one ship we brought back, this is a, makes a pretty good story, we brought back, this was a little later on in the war, we brought back Adolf Hitler's personal dining car. Wow. And uh, being a bunch of innovative young sailors, we figured out how to get in the car. And uh, it was all uh, paneled, uh, inlaid panel, hand carved paneling, just a beautiful thing. And I've often wondered where that uh, dining car ended yeah. up in the United States. That is a, that's amazing. How, how uh, I don't know if you know this, but how, how did we come upon that? I have no, capture that? I have no idea. Right. But it, it was his, wow. his personal dining rail car. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> So, so then, so back and forth you go. You you, you come back to the United States, pick up more supplies, and right. back you go. Right. And, and uh, we took a very a varied amount of different supplies. I know one time we uh, we had ammunition, lots of ammunition, which was pretty uncomfortable cargo. When you when you oh, when you go in convoys, one convoy we had sixty four ships in the convoy eight across and eight deep and uh, we, we made it across there not didn't lose one ship and at that time the Germans were they were torpedoing lots of the shipping lanes. I was going to say that's the, the, the you know back from my high school history days I do remember some of that and you know those were targets uh, huge targets because of the supplies you're carrying obviously that's right to disrupt uh, disrupt our troops um, so that was not only, I mean, you're just not carrying things around, you're, you're under fire. That's right. The entire time. And a thing that a lot of people, uh, even, even reading the history books, you don't find this all the time, that we were losing ships in the late 30s to the Germans. The German U-boats were torpedoing our merchant ships before 1941. Actually, we, the United States Merchant Marine lost more personnel percentage-wise than any of the other branches. Really, we we lost. They, they torpedo a ship, and normally the complement might have been 55 to 60 crew members, not one survivor. Mm -hmm. Up in the North Atlantic, and it's just impossible to survive. Mm -hmm. So, the uh, I was lucky enough never to lose a ship. And I made uh, 21 crossings across the Atlantic. 21 crossings. 21 over crossings. How many, how many years were you over there? What was your tour? I spent about two and a half years two doing this. Two and a half years on a ship. And on, seldom on, you were. On seven different ships I was on. But seldom you got off the ship. So you were basically on a ship for two and a half years. Lots of time. Wow. Wow. And were you, obviously, you weren't, you never lost a ship that you were on, but were you ever fired upon? Were you ever in, uh, you know, obvious imminent danger at, at any point? Not that, I was, time, but. not that I was aware of. Okay. No, they could have, we could have lost ships in the convoy and not even known about it. Sure. The uh, communications were, were pretty poor 
70 years ago. The uh, uh, number one, when we first went across, it, it was total blackout. You got aboard a ship and you, not one speck of light left that ship. Everything was blacked out. So uh, it was kind of an uncomfortable feeling too. To everything, every time you moved around, you had to be sure that no light left your ship. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I, I've got, uh, this is especially um, important to me. Uh, my, my son joined the National Guard here a year or so ago and he spent uh, 16 weeks at Fort Benning basic training. Tell me a little bit about your basic training uh, story and how that's, I wonder how that's changed from them and then until now. Well, we had a couple of fellows in our outfit that had actually been in the Navy and got discharged from the Navy and enlisted in the United States Maritime Service. And they said it was it was not only nearly identical to what they had seen at Great Lakes and other uh, training camps, but it was even worse because we we weren't allowed to use pillows. We had we couldn't be in our bunks before such and such a time. We couldn't be in our bunks after such and such a time. It was really really kind of uh, a <laughs> pardon the expression kind of an overkill as far as sure. discipline went. Sure. And in one of in one of the barracks that I was in. Uh, this this will cheer up some of the Chicago fans that uh, we had a lieutenant Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman. Sid no Luckman. No kidding. I've he, heard that one be named before. Oh, he was a quarterback, I think, for uh, Chicago Bears. Sure. Yeah. He was a lieutenant in the. He was a lieutenant at your at uh, at basic training. Yes. Yeah. I'll be darned. Uh, were there other gentlemen that you served with that you to this day you you've kept in touch with, or do you? Recollections of good buddies that you, that you made friends with, or I had one one good friend, and his name, strangely enough, was Matheson from Madison. Oh, I'll be darned! And when I came back, I looked him up, and we had a big chat for a little while, and that was the last I ever saw of him. He he made a very poor sailor. He was seasick all, all the way across the ocean. Really, that's. That takes some getting used to, I imagine. My dad tells stories too when he went uh, over to Korea. He was on a boat, not for two and a half years like you were, but he was on a boat long enough to get him to Korea. I don't know how long it was, but boy, the first week there was uh, a lot of sick, sick yeah, boys. It's kind of contagious too. Yeah, when one gets sure. sick, the next one. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm but uh, sure Matheson, he was sick all the way over. Poor guy. That's some. Roddy, you brought some pictures and some hats, and I and I do remember a couple, two, three years ago that you went on the honor flight uh, to the uh, World War II um, memorial in Washington. That's right. Tell us about that. That had to be a neat experience. Well, uh, strangely enough, three years ago or four years ago, I didn't have any idea what the honor flight was. And then all of a sudden we had uh, a local fellow, Bill Hines, who was our local druggist, she was one of the first ones that I knew about that went on the honor flight. Uh-huh. Well, then uh, an old an old friend of mine called me and she said, "What do you know about the honor flight?" I says, "Absolutely nothing." And she says, "I'm going to put your app, your name in for an application." I said, well, "That's fine." So uh, we put my name in, and uh, after I don't know maybe six months or I can't remember how long, I was selected, and. Uh, at that time, you could select your own 
we call them guardians, I think, mm -hmm. at the time. And I was fortunate enough to name my uh, my number one son, Ronald, who had been in the United States Army. Oh, so he was my uh, my guardian, and we flew together. And uh, another thing that was kind of unique was that my daughter lives only about 10 minutes from the monuments. Oh, I'll be down. I'll so, be that. Yeah. So we had a, kind of a mini family reunion. Sure. My, my daughter was there with her husband and her daughter and husband. So we had a little get together there. Mm -hmm. Was that your first time to the memorial, Rod? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. The, uh, I could go on and on and on and talk how well this whole thing was structured. I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now that was taken of us, and they gave the veteran a blue shirt, and they gave the guardian a red shirt. Okay. So you could you could tell at a glance <laughs> who was who, and uh, they had the lunches structured. We got there, got we left. I had to be at Mitchell Field at 4:30 in the morning. That was kind of a killer for me, but anyway, we left there about six o'clock, and we were in. Washington, I think, about an, a little over an hour, I think, to fly there. Mm -hmm. Spent the whole day there, and we got off the plane, and there was four, four buses to pick us up and, and escort us around town and to mm -hmm. the various memorials. And they had uh, packaged lunches for us. It, it was just, just very well orchestrated. Mm -hmm. They did a beautiful job. First class, and that's what I've heard too. And the reason that the reason is because, um, you, you know, you, I look at you, and 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 Americans look at, at at veterans such as yourselves as heroes. And I know, talking to other veterans, including my own dad, you know, he'll say, "Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't really do anything. I wasn't that important. I was like was in Korea, but I, I don't know, I was fixing trucks or whatever. So I don't really deserve." any any honor and uh, I know you're a very humble man as well Rod but um, honestly that's the reason we're doing this podcast today to honor veterans such as yourself and Veterans Day being next week um, you are a hero and we look at you as heroes because uh, of what you did and the sacrifice you made in those two and a half years and thankfully uh, you came back a whole man and uh, and um, I'm assuming after that you got married and then you and your wife are still together and uh, is that correct Rod? Well basically right. <laughs> it, uh, time time has a way of changing things around. Mm -hmm. the, uh, we grow older and in my case we grow smaller <laughs> shrink a little bit as the years go by but it's an experience that uh, you wouldn't want to do it again, but you wouldn't give up the experience for a zillion dollars. Mm -hmm. the, uh, j just getting to see the world was worth, uh, I would never been able to, to see the things. Uh, uh, the question didn't come up, but I, I first trip I went to, like I said earlier, to, uh, to Sicily and Italy. And then uh, later on I went to France and Belgium and uh, North Africa. East Africa and South Africa went through the Mediterranean, Calcutta, India, Mombasa. Uh, it was just an experience that I, I couldn't have done it in private life. Sure, sure, and that's that's a optimal, positive way of looking at it. Isn't yes, it? you were able to see yeah. the country and or see the you know different parts of the different parts of the world. I yes. should say. 
Not too many um, people have, have sailed a ship down the Suez Canal. I'm sure when, not. When it's 115 degrees, sure. especially. Oh my. One thing that I, uh, when my wife and I were down at my son's graduation at Fort Benning, uh, the one thing I learned that I'll never forget is uh, the people that, you know, just walking down the street with, with, with your son who's dressed in, in, his, in his gear, you know, total strangers come up to them and it was, it was all the time and saying th thank you for your service son thank you for your service and people were even coming up to my wife and I saying thank you for your son's service and um, that's something I, I guess I'll never forget it was only a year ago but that, that that really hit home to me and how important that is to thank our veterans and our current service members for their service and and uh, you know that's that's what we're doing here as well, Rodney. Sincerely, thank you for for your service to your country. And I know again, you're you're a humble man, but uh, you're a hero in, in in the eyes of of the rest of us who have really no idea what what you endured in those two and a half years. Well, thank you for thinking that way. But you talk about your son. I think today anybody that's in the service is probably there voluntarily. I don't sure. think there is any any draft anymore where they drag people into right. it. So they're that's, all in there of their own free will and accord. Mm -hmm. So that's another good reason to thank them that they have been elected to, to serve the country. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Any, any, any last good stories, Rodney, from, from your service or anything at all? Uh, I just enjoy talking to you and it's, it's just been a pleasure. Well, but, uh, I appreciate the fact that you've given me this opportunity. Uh, I could probably tell you a bunch of stories. Some might might not be fit to be some, recorded. Some we'd have to edit out. Ellie would have to edit them out, right? <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate you being here. And again, on behalf of not only Community State Bank, but more importantly, on behalf of, of, uh, of every citizen of America, thank you and thank you to all the veterans um, for your service and your, your, your dedication and, um, and commitment. Well, to, to you're welcome. And as I usually say, it was the thing to do at that time. In 1944, we were uh, there were still some major battles that hadn't been fought yet in Germany in, in, when I went in in 44. But uh, anyway, it was the thing to do, and I did it, and I'm glad I did. And uh, like I said earlier, I wouldn't want to have to do it again, but sure uh, not. Yeah. I wouldn't give up the experience for uh, anything. Right. Well, that's neat. Thank you very much, Rodney. You're Again, welcome. Thank, thank you, you for, for having me. Thank you for your service, and uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast, your local connection to what's happening in your community and at Community State Bank. To learn more about Community State Bank, please visit us online at communitystatebank.net.